Hello and welcome to the Summer of Jordan podcast. This is episode seven. I am your host, Danny Lanigan. Um, This podcast chronicles the weekly trials, tribulations, uh, wins, losses of uh, what I call the face of the game, one Jordan Robles. Jordan joins us now. Jordan, how are you? Good. How are you? Happy to be back. Yeah, I mean, I'm not happy to be doing this again because the last time I was on vacation and a lot better place than, you know, caddying. But um, I am happy that we do have a big wiffle ball tournament coming up this weekend. And we'll get to that a little later on. Um, but first, um, I do have something to call you out on. The last time we spoke, you had said that Mid-Atlantic Staten Island would, would, would be your uh, return to New York, return to home. Um, that, in fact, was not accurate. You played this weekend in New York. Is that correct? Yep, played at the uh, the Golden State Yard Super Qualifier. I'm not sure what number, but played in that yard tournament this weekend in Long Island. Awesome. Uh, who did you play with? Um, so initially it was going to be me, Dougie Baker, and Colin Prentice, but Prentice threw 99,000 innings at NWLA tournament the weekend before. So he sat out, Gannon slid in. So it was me, Gannon, and Dougie Baker. Now, Gannon, um, you know, on the way to work this morning, I listened to his podcast with, um, with, uh, with Bryce. And one of the questions Tim likes to ask is what your um, superpower would be. And Bryce was talking about, um, you know, being able to transport, uh, trans- transport. Um, and was talking about being able to just like, oh, if you need a guy, you could just pop up anywhere. And I guess, did Gannon do that? Like, Gannon doesn't live in Long Island. Just to like fill in for somebody, how'd that work? So Gannon, uh, <clears throat> he's living back in Massachusetts now because Ranch Island got sold. Um, the new complex or PLW is still in the works. So he's back in Massachusetts until like they start breaking ground on the Premier League Wiffle uh, complex in Las Vegas. So yeah, it's he was living in Vegas, but now he's living in Massachusetts, so it's easier for him to get to more tournaments, I'd say. And he's from Massachusetts. Yeah, yeah, he's from Massachusetts. I, I didn't know that. And does he intend, like, are they building a new ranch? And he's, does he, like, have his own wing there? Like, how does that work? So, yeah, like, Gannon does a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff with the stream. They stream on Twitch Monday through Friday every day. They play. They have games every day, Monday through Friday. Um, So Gannon does a lot with the stream. But uh, from what I've told, I've been told, uh, Complex is going to have more than one field. It's strictly going to be designed with Wiffle Bowl in mind in regards of holding tournaments. So, um. They do a great job with the broadcast there, their live stream feed and the quality and the graphics and everything, commentators. So hopefully things go well for this new complex. But in the meantime, yeah, Gannon is in Massachusetts, back on the East Coast until that uh, falls through in Vegas. Well, good for him. Um, so how did you guys do? Um, we went 4-1. Uh, 5-1, actually. We went 3-0. No, 4-1. 3-0 in pool play. We beat the big payback. We beat Earl game one. And then game three, um, we beat the Screwballs. Uh, we all hit well, pitched well, like, played well. Uh, we beat the throwbacks. Crazy game in extra innings. Um, and the first round of playoffs. Then we played Cobra Kai. We lost 3-2 in extras. Fisher, Ham, Jimmy Flynn. Um, just a great tournament. It was sick. Good time. Yeah, I, I'm sure it was good to be back. I'm, I'm sure everybody was glad to have you there. Um, what'd you think of the big payback? They're good. I, I've I've known about them because I played uh, with them in Gaul, and and they were killing teams in Gaul. Um, Scott Elliott, it's he's a very good player, and I think he just started playing like 
maybe no more than two years ago. So uh, they're really good. That's what they were saying. They had been to the semis the last two tournaments. Uh, they've made great runs. They're a good team. When we beat them, we kind of thought, like, man, we, we have a shot at this. Although we're a thrown-together team, like, we absolutely can win this tournament. But uh did not happen. There's two or three good, really good, um, you know, newer teams. Um, one of them has a guy, Brian Wu. I don't think that's big payback. I think I forget his team name. L.I. Um, Chum, maybe? It may be. Yeah, that's who it is, L.I. Chum. There's two or three really good newer teams in the Long Island region, and that's just a credit to um, the development that um, that region has been able to produce over the years and always has healthy numbers, and it's great. Bob you know, and Food. Robin, Robin Food, food. getting it done. Get Best it done. regional directors in the game. Well, unfortunately, I think they're the only regional director. Well, I, I guess we have Vermont, too. But, um, yeah, they've really done a great job. Um, the Gaul has really helped bring <laughs> players along. We do need – there is somehow, though, the younger generation of New York players don't really translate the fast pitch on nearly as successful of a level as the Massachusetts guys. Um, and that's something hopefully – um, you know, this this new crop maybe can add to because we, we do need, you know, I guess more fast pitch in the Northeast, but more so in the New York, New Jersey area. Yeah, I 100% agree. Um, you know, I feel like a lot of people find that yard is a lot fun. It's you, everyone has an opportunity to win the days after yard. You don't feel like death. Like if you pitch in fast pitch until Wednesday, if you play Saturday, you're going to be in pain. So, um, yard just makes more sense for people to get into whiffs. But hopefully, like, uh, I know a lot of the the older guys that play yard, like, they've played it so, so long, like, they are itching for something new. So they're dying to play fast pitch just to, like, experience something different. But, uh, who knows, man? People should play fast pitch. Um, you just don't need to throw a million innings. That's the problem. Uh, you don't throw a million innings. Fast pitch is a great time. You get in a yeah, good team that it's you know formed the right way, and you don't you'll never have to do that. Correct, and it's almost like the success of the yard being so great. It, it almost like hinders. Like, why would I do anything but this because it's so great? Whereas in the past and in other places, fast is the you know preferred style of play, and yard is kind of like. Uh, I mean, it took me a while to start really liking yard. Uh, obviously, uh, you know the fact that, like you said, you could you know get out of bed. And, uh, you know, wipe your own ass on Monday morning after <laughs> pitching all day Sunday in the yes. yard. Whereas, you know, I look like a jockey after playing one, uh, one game of fast pitch the next day. But, um, just getting back to that, that tournament, obviously the enemy win, um, again, um, there was some chatter on, I think the Facebook page about, well, you know, teams could, super teams, I can't imagine the word super teams were, were used to describe yard league teams. Um, but some individuals were saying that super teams are thrown together and they still can't beat the enemy. Yeah, I mean, nobody can beat the enemy. That's not yeah, no, Nobody can beat the enemy. Um, but, uh, you know, so I, I don't know why people had some animosity that some guys formed, I guess, what they would call super teams. I, I, I don't think those guys really know what super teams are. Um, but There are that, no super teams in Yard. Yard no, there truly, is, anybody one can be beaten, <laughs> you know, aside no, from the enemy. But, yeah, the enemy. That's it. There, they they could be just called you know, a super team. Um, yes. Is that your team? That's not your team for nationals. Is that was just kind of like a fun team? Nah, that was uh, yeah, that was a fun team. But on on that note, um, this I'm sure this has not been told anywhere. Uh, me, Pagano, D Nap, and Matty Griffin are going to be playing yard nationals uh this year. Just got uh the confirmation from Pagano this week. 
pretty hyped. Never played with DNAP and uh, always awesome to play with Maddie. So it's going to be an awesome time. A lot of intensity between you know, all four of us is going to be a great tournament. Wow, that that is interesting. So last year you had Packer and uh, was Steffi. it Coast and Steffi? Yeah. So what's going on with those guys? Packer, he's got life. He's got you know he just got a brand new job. He's the manager. He's running this like zip brand new zip line course complex yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. in PA. So he yeah, and on top of that, the guy's a country rock star now, going up and down the East Coast singing at uh every spot you could find. So he's a busy guy. Um, whiffs, you know, not maybe not on the list of importance. He's, he's got the new job. He's got the kid. He's got to do his tours. You know, he's got to make the money. Don't uh, don't let his outfits fool you. He's not a country rock star. He's a, <laughs> he's a cover band, um, boy, you know, boy band uh, rock star, and he's doing very well. Um, I was at a bar last week and in uh, Go Go Gadgets, like a premier shore bar. Uh, band and the guy looked just like Packer, same style. It's like they're cut from the same cloth. Um, but yeah, n- not really country. Um, more covers, but Ed's doing really well with that. So I guess that you know, defending champions will not be there. But you got, I guess, adequate replacements in Maddie and Dean. Have two guys who have uh, you know had a little bit of success before. Um, that's actually Maddie's one of the only teams who's. Um, beaten the enemy and won a national championship at Staten Island Little League in the yard format. So that's kind of a, you know, b- besides you guys, of course, that's kind of exciting as well. Yeah, it should be a, should be an awesome time. And like, obviously we'd love to, to run it back with the defending champs, but guys are busy people. Um, but man, I, I'm hyped. I'd, like I said, I've never played with DNAP. So um, DNAP's always been one of those guys. He, he's the best, one of the best players out there. And uh, it's going to be sick. Looking forward to it. Makes the best jerseys in the world, too. Font Guys. Go buy yourself some jerseys. Yeah, Font Guys sponsored the program. Um, Summer of Jordan t-shirts should be hitting shelves soon. Um, and with that, we'll move on to the uh, Mid-Atlantic Tournament this weekend. We have the, um, I guess, is it the Summer Bash at Staten Island Little League, which will take place Saturday morning, um, well, Saturday all day, starting at 8 a.m. And the field of teams was released yesterday. Your team is playing in it. My team is playing in it. 12 other teams are playing in it. Um, who, um, who, who's your roster this weekend, first of all? So still up in the air. I'm waiting to hear from Toast if he can get coverage from his job. Um, Jeff Lopes, too. Jeff Lopes got his wisdom teeth taken out, so he's also up in the air. He'll so be before confirmed, what's up? He'll be fine. I had a wisdom tooth taken out two weeks ago. I, I was fine. Uh, that's what I've told him. Uh, eat some ice cream. You'll be fine. Uh, no big deal. Well, four confirmed, me, Vin Lee, Devin Torres, and Kenny Stangle. So say like our, our good core four there, and all four of us could pitch. So um, it's a good team to have, you know, going any tournament. So Toast, like he's waiting to get off of work, and if he gets off of work, is he going to drive? Is he going to fly? I have no idea, but I don't know. You know Again, unless he has that superpower that uh, <laughs> so many of us covet, um, yeah. I think I said transporting um, earlier, which obviously is not exactly a superpower because, you know, you can transport anything. I guess it's t- teleporting. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I guess that's a pretty, you know, on a whim to be able to travel from Georgia to New York. You have to have some kind of superpower. Maybe it's like, a, you know, a great bank account that's going to buy you a first-class yeah. ticket, like last minute. Fire um, miles or something. Yeah, yeah must, must have miles. Yeah. Um, so either way, your team's going to be locked and loaded. And currently, you sit atop of the uh, standings or in second place with Middle Atlantic? I think we're in first by a half a point. 
Okay. And then the jugs are right behind you. Um, and, and obviously you and I played together in this tournament and we lost to one of your now teammates, Vin Lee, who pitched against us in the, was it the semis or was it, was it the quarters last year? Uh, quarterfinals. No, it was the semis because we, uh, we had a walk off against Ridley in the quarter. So yeah, semifinals. Right. And then they had that classic game between, um, the jugs and, and the meats. 19 hours. Yeah. Um, I mean, the meets, I guess that's a team that kind of, they're not playing mid Atlantic last year. I guess that's one team that kind of, you know, I don't want to say weakened the region, but it's weird, like just for me going back to that same tournament this year and this year's edition to not have them is kind of, uh, you know, different, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Cole will be there. He's playing with the new school risers. From well, what I heard, Kayvon's not playing wiffle ball anymore. He retired. Um, and I think Ryan Bush has just been getting his arm right. From what I heard, he he's able to throw again um, the way he used to. So that'll be interesting come you with time to see um, how he throws. We're breaking a lot of news on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, once again, you're listening to the Summer of Jordan podcast, but this is the Summer of Everybody podcast um, yeah. as we speak today. Um, you know, brought to you by the Wiffle Network um, and the Drop is one of our partners. And obviously, we were picked up recently by the Holy Commute um, program, so it's good to have them. But um, Jimmy Cole playing with the Risers, that definitely changes their roster. Obviously, a very good player. What other teams, um, the team that we beat and that we walked off, you hit the home run, used to be the Ridley Park, whatever. Aces. Yeah, now, now they're the Magic, right? Yep. Okay. Uh, Stompers have been hot of late. Um, what other teams should we be looking for this weekend? I would say, obviously, Earl. Um, you know, the, the two favorites, Earl Juggs, the Ridley Park Magic, are, are definitely a, a dark horse where if they decide they want to play well, they can beat any team on any given day. Um, uh, aside from that, that, I would say you guys. Would you What's say up? that they're the most underachieved um, team this year and, and kind of like yes. laying low and about to – you know, hopefully, if you're a fan of the Magic and if you're a player on the Magic, hit their stride at the right time. Yeah, they they've got a great roster. They've like great individual players. They just haven't put it all together this year. Like, but the, that being said, they've beaten the Jugs in opening day in pool play. They beat us the tournament we won it in pool play. So they've beaten all the top teams. They just haven't been able to get it done later on in the tournament come playoff time. Interesting. Um, and then there's a host of other teams. The Great Lakes. Do those guys actually come from? I mean, this is like one yeah, of the dumbest questions I could ever ask, right? No, yeah, they they absolutely do. They drive. They don't fly. They drive from Kalamazoo, Michigan, which is like nine hour minimum. Um, Baranowski, Grant Miller. I'm not sure if Mike Hogan's going to be coming from the Kazoo League either, but those guys are savages. They've been to, I want to say every MAW tournament. Pittsburgh opening day, um, the Maryland tournament. And um, I think I already said the Pittsburgh one. They've been to every MAW tournament. They're coming to this one in New York as well. So for them to travel from Michigan to New York is banana land. So that um, is. They're, they're another team they've done great. They made the uh, semifinals last tournament. Do they play in a lot of uh, Midwest wiffle ball, like in, in their home region? Yeah. So they play Kalamazoo Wiffle Bowl League, which is NWLA rules, pitcher's poison, yellow bat, unscuff, fast pitch. Your favorite um, rules. <laughs> yeah, um, but that's all they know. So I feel like these guys getting this exposure to the East Coast style, 
um, MAW. I know Brandon Baranowski, he's in the MLW League as well, plays in the Coastal Cobras. He's played with the Great Lakes Legion, so, like, him, I feel like he played UF last year. He's playing MAW. Yeah, we played we played the KZU team at UF last year, and they were next yeah. to us to start the tournament, and we kind of looked at them like, um, yeah, you know, this team, and then they got better as the tournament went, uh, you know, wore on. Um, I think they kind of ran out of gas, but um, they were definitely a, a tough, talented team. Yeah, um, NWLA. The first year we went, we played them, and they they whooped their ass. Like I want to say they beat us like seven to one. That was, that was our first like true introduction to people where that's that's all they've ever done, you know. So they were hitting, they were throwing different pitches that we'd never seen before. We were kind of like, well, fuck. Uh, it was it was different. It was definitely a wake up call. But those guys are very good. Once they adapt, like you said, to seeing the type of pitches that come from knife balls. Swinging with the the bigger barrel bat is a little weight difference. It's it's a different swing and approach. Uh, they definitely have the capability to be top players. And who's the the RV Revs? Oh, I have no idea. I, I was thinking about that yesterday. I have no clue. Um, I'm assuming Massachusetts guys when I hear Revs, but I really right. genuinely don't know. Could be the the York Revolution. Maybe they have a day off. They're sending a team. Um, yeah, that'd be the, sick. The Goon Squad obviously has been playing pretty well. Um, Tim and Paul did a very nice podcast, I believe, was it this week or last week on the drop, um, as part of the Holy Community series about wiffle ball franchises. And there's some, some historic franchises. Like I said, Stompers have been playing very well, um, highlighted by, um, as previously mentioned, the most recent guest in Tim Dean's podcast. Um, the great, um, why is his name escaping me right now? Bryce Clark. Bryce Clark, of course. Um, the, the Yaks will be there. Another uh, franchise has been around for a long time. Um, two teams that have been around for a while now in the Long Balls and the Dragons. The Long Balls seem to have a much different roster this year than in previous years. What's changed with them? Yes, I want to say like um, Big Near, Colin Pollock, Dylan Harshaw are on the Long Balls. I'm not sure if Tommy's playing with them. Um, it's just kind of like the older crowd of Ridley Park. But again, like the the Ridley teams genuinely make no sense. They can beat any team at any given moment, and the, they may beat a top team in pool play, but come playoffs, like, they're fatigued. Like, they don't have a lot of depth within their teams because they're all so spread out. Like, you have the long balls, you have the magic. Um, if they had their best guys on one squad, they've had more arms, you know, and um, probably definitely helped them out like it did in 2020 when they were truly all in the long balls and they had that great run. 2019, they made the finals as well, so... Like they're guys like at any moment they could wake up and they could have a, a great tournament. And that's what makes MAW so good. Like truly anyone can win. I know people may think I sound crazy because the Jugs have won two, Earls won, we've won one, but like like see the Stompers were a couple wind gusts away from taking a lead against the Jugs in that Pittsburgh uh, final on Sean Ryan's shot. If Tim McGarrett didn't jump over the fence on a steel gate, um, you know, maybe that changes the dynamic, but Everyone, yeah. there's so many teams that are so close together. Yeah, that's what makes the, the league such a great league. Um, and then obviously um, some more local flair with the Dragons, which is uh, Nick Lee, uh, Bob Landrieu, I would assume, right? And uh, or, No, is he with the Earl this year? Oh, yeah, he's yeah he is with Earl this year. It's okay. uh, Nick, yeah, Nick Lee, um, blah, 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 Frankie Camp. Um, he was the guy from the Short Falls? Yeah, yeah, the one of the good bats in Ridley Park, and yeah, Mike yeah. Bucci, and um, Mike Bucci's a good hitter. Oh yeah, Nick Nick Lee, Mike Bucci, great hitters. They've played so much, like they play all the time. ECW, Yard, 
um, MAW. So you do something long enough, you're going to get good. And they're kind of still like catching their stride. You know, I, I feel like they're definitely uh, only going up from here. And then Earl, who's kind of – they won the first tournament, right, for MAW, and they've kind of – They won the up. Maryland tournament for the second one. Oh, the second one. Okay. Yeah. Um, just reminding uh, um, both the participants and, and those who are being in attendance on Saturday, that the tournament we played at Staten Island Little League. Um, I want to place an emphasis on Little League. It's where children play. So um, for all the spectators and participants, <laughs> be sure to keep your clothes on. It's a Little League. Uh, don't want to wind up on any lists. Um, do whatever you need to do at your hotels, your Airbnbs, but out in the fields, um, let's keep this PG. Um, and, um, some guys who always keep their shirts on, but their muscles out, um, the screwballs, and they will have, at least have, I believe, one or at least two of their participants, uh, representing, uh, screw you. And that's a team, Kyle Kaminskis, my, uh, yard league teammate for State of Minds playing with, Johnny Chech. I, think Dan Mora, and I'm not sure the rest of the roster, but that's a team that last year won a big game early on at the Open. I'm sorry, at the NCT against the Lemonheads, um, and definitely a team that has experience, has quality bats, and will be a, you know, a, a tough out for anybody on Saturday as well. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see those guys playing fast pitch again, and, and like you said, they're someone that could just easily ruin a team's day. Absolutely. So it should be a great day. Um, we do have some news to break also, uh, besides the news that Jordan broke. We will have some media attention there on Saturday. Give these guys a follow now. Um, Nobody Cares Sports. It's a sports network that basically, um, I think it's perfect, that describes who we would want, who we would want as media partners for Wiffleball. Nobody Cares Sports. Um, they yeah. kind of do a lot of local stuff, all about supporting local businesses, um, it's a non-profit agency, but they're pros too. Um, look at their YouTube page, some of the broadcasts they've done before. They're really excited um, to be coming on Saturday. They'll be broadcasting most likely live the semifinal and final game. Um, they're going to be looking to speak to players. They're going to have wireless microphones. And I'm sure that some of our characters out there who are really good with the media will be happy to speak to these guys. And they're going to be really happy to see our guys. And I think it's a really great partnership that I'm looking forward to um, seeing, you know, at, at least develop on Saturday and something maybe we could, you know, develop more of in the future. Yeah, growing our game, promoting ourselves. I think, you know, if we had been doing this for um, years ago, maybe we'd be in a different spot. I would say we truly got a, a YouTube page churning. We got a video editor like Ben Schaefer paid him for a summer to make sick videos of tournaments. Um you know, maybe we could have a lot bigger uh, events and, and spread out more across the country. But who knows? In due time, we'll get there. In due time. Well, you, you definitely know about playing with people who know what they're doing with video and MLW. Um, you know, when, when you speak to novices in this game, one thing I think is missing is like a, kind of a, a, a synopsis of what wiffle ball is and what the different leagues are and what the different tournaments and the national tournaments and the different styles. I, I tried to have this conversation with uh, Nobody Cares Sports on Monday when we confirmed he's going to be there on Saturday. And it's kind of like, dude, you just have to come and see it to really understand it. But if there was a video like an, you know, an infomercial that shows fast pitch wiffle ball, um, medium pitch wiffle ball, scuffed a scuff ball versus non-scuff ball versus MLW ball. And I think that's really why it's sometimes hard to 
get people that don't know anything about this to kind of be interested and understand it. Yeah, I, I agree. It's a lot, a lot of information. Like, think about if you're not a player watching any of the games that will take place at this tournament in Staten Island. There's no graphics for you to know who's on first base. There's no base runners for you to know who's on base. There's no way to know what the pitch count is, what the score is. Even sometimes the players will not know the situation that's going on. So um, for someone that is just there watching, they're going to be amazed by, like, the pitches, maybe people hitting bombs, but they really won't be able to get invested into a game when they don't know what's going on in the game they're looking at. Yeah, I mean, um, MLW does great on-screen graph. I'm sorry, MLW and MAW. Yeah, both do great on-screen graphics where they have um, the situation on the iPad, you know, so when you're watching it, you, you do know who's on base and the count and whatnot. And yeah, watch it online, way better experience. Like we're, you said, MAW and MLW do great jobs. Right. We're, MAW, we're, we're like getting better at that. We are as, yeah, as, yard as, too. as an industry. Uh, yard, I still think the problem is with Yard, it's so late in the day when the, the, the games are being streamed and those guys are exhausted. They've been setting up fields. They've been playing. And, like, I brought one of those portable scoreboards two tournaments ago, and I was like, hey, when you stream, have this available. And when you're there, it's kind of like, oh, I got to do something else. But, like, it does really help the viewer at home just to know what's going on, just to have a snapshot as to what's going on. And then later on, when you're scrubbing through a video, it's like, oh, it's the third inning and it's 2 nothing already. That means I missed that two-run home run that Jordan hit. I got to rewind a little bit, you know. You know what I mean? So you, yeah, it gives you a, a time frame. Easier. Saves time. People, or people's attention spans nowadays is, you know, non-existent. So you need to get to the action quick, you know? Right, right. Um, and we're nearing, you know, the end of the podcast. We try to keep this 30 minutes or less. Um, just give me three bold predictions for Mid-Atlantic, Staten Island, the Whiffle Bash 2022 uh, for Saturday. Um, I think that you, you guys, you, Ryan Wood, Josh Pagano, um, you guys are definitely going to, I want to say, make a top four run. Like, Hart says probably a team that, that's guaranteed a spot in the finals. But, um, you know, I, I'll say top four just to be just to be safe. I'm a Pagano guy, though, so I'm biased. Um, I want to say that the Michigan team, Grant Miller, Baranowski, they're going to have another great tournament again. Um, I can see them making a, a quality run in the playoffs. And um, I want to say... Uh, a third prediction. I have no. I don't know. It's going to be a great event. <laughs> it's my third prediction. I, I like. It, it's hard for me. There's been no draw release, so it's. I can't really like think how the bracket's going to shape up, how the tournament's going to end up. I don't know who's playing who yet. Right, um, right. If I knew that, I'd probably be able to pre- like have a lot more hot takes of who's going to beat who. But um, yeah. I mean, it's going to be an, an awesome tournament. This is the first MAW one that's really been in like New York, New Jersey, Connecticut area. So. I feel like there's going to be a big turnout. Um, Staten Island Little League fields are always a great field. It's nice not having to drive three hours to play whiffs. Um, and the belt, the belt for this tournament looks incredible. It's got like the MAW and, and the yellow block letters and diamonds, it looks like. Um, really? So, yeah, the belt that's on the line for this tournament is pretty sick. Uh, Where do you find it? An incredible job. Oh, What's I up? see it. I see it. It's on that front page. So is there a different belt for each tournament? Um, so for these destination tournaments, like any tournament that's outside of York PA at a Shirey's complex, there's this year, uh, you get your own belt for that tournament. Like for Maryland, there is like an orange belt. Um, Pittsburgh, there's a yellow belt with the oh, wow. Pittsburgh skyline. And then like, belt the middle. Sick. I'm looking at it right now, the steel city. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. And like the, the cooks do an incredible job in, in terms of just cool stuff. Keeping it fresh every year, every year evolving and 
Like they are the premier fast pitch league in the East Coast, I think in the country. Um, they know what they're doing, and each year it gets better and better. That belt is awesome. Love it. Love things yeah. like that. Yeah. Do you own any any of these belts? Well, I'm sure. So surprisingly, I do not own any belts. The one belt in 2020 that we won, I gave to Kenny because I know Kenny's kid is uh, in 10 years' time going to be an absolute savage, and I'm going to use that belt as a bargaining chip to make him play on the Phenom. So here I am thinking uh, thinking ahead of the game, and uh, I can't wait for that plan to pay off in 10 years' time. Wow. That's pretty awesome. Um, yeah, that belt that belt is pretty awesome. Shout out to the Cooks and Shirey for the, you know, innovative um, – tournament trophy and and you know josh pagano ryan wood they have not too much room left on their shelves at home but having a, a mid-atlantic belt is something that um hopefully will motivate these guys to bring their a games and i'm uh, just lucky yeah, don't show josh that because that's going to turn him into a complete different dude if he sees that belt on the line yeah i'm just lucky enough to be playing with those guys um <laughs> we'll run out of time here let's let's get this uh hot seat going the it used to be called the fastest minute in wiffle ball but Somehow these last longer than a minute. And the theme this weekend is going to be Subway Series. Um, Jordan, big Yankees fan. I am a big Mets fan. Mets won last night. LGM tonight. Max Scherzer on the bump. Uh, first question for Jordan. Um, what was your first memory as a Yankee fan? Um, so this is a pretty pretty lucky memory. Uh, when David Cohen threw his first perfect game. Well, not first. Threw a perfect game in, I want to say it was 98. I was there in the stadium that day. I was extremely young. I was like five. But I vividly remember walking out of the stadium and people just going wild and like cameras everywhere and fans banging on that, that bridge walkway to the, the parking lot where you parked at the old stadium. Um, yeah. Everyone was just going wild. Uh, so I would say definitely probably my first memory would be that. David Cohn throwing a perfect game. And then just winning, you know, World Series. Dad freaking out, popping champagne every time they won it. It was sick. Yeah, that's pretty odd. Pretty decent childhood being a Yankees fan, I guess. <laughs> yeah, um, good, good time to grow up. Favorite player besides Jeter? Um, I'm a, I'm a DJ LeMahieu fan this year. I'd say I'm a Josh Donaldson guy. I like the guy's edge. He's upset at everybody and I like it. You know, guy wants to win. All right. Have you ever been to a Subway Series game? I have not. I was looking yesterday, uh, tickets for like a billion dollars. And then it's not only just the tickets. The, the tickets are just to get in the door. It, those people that don't live in New York, Parking for any of these things is going to be $30. To cross the George Washington Bridge, it costs $16 to cross that bridge. It costs more money to cross the George Washington Bridge than to watch a million-dollar, high-budget, top Hollywood movie. It makes no sense. And you would think, right, being that it costs $16 to cross said George Washington Bridge, the bridge would look like something out of Wakanda. It's a horrendous bridge. You got potholes everywhere, three lanes. You'd be lucky if two lanes are open about 80% of the time the bridge is open. If George Washington got revived and saw his name attached to that bridge, he'd be pissed. I hate the George Washington Bridge. Uh, that's all I got about that. Wow, that, that, that's, that's pretty impressive. You do not like the George Washington Bridge. Understood. Um, I have been to a lot of Subway Series games. Not my cup of tea. It's like you get all the asshole Mets fans and all the asshole Yankee fans in one building screaming at each other. Um, I'd much rather watch these games from my couch. Um, yes. And it's just there's too much on the line when the Mets play the Yankees. Um, favorite Met player of all time? Uh, yeah. Oh, Lenny Dykstra. Lenny Dykstra, absolute savage. He wasn't even born when he was playing for the Mets, but I'll tell hey, you. Hey, I know all about Lenny. Lenny the legend. Lenny Dykstra, uh, you know, 
the guy was blackmailing umpires so that he uh, obviously, you know what I mean? <laughs> they wouldn't call strikes on them, hired private investigators to get dirt on umpires. And if umpire made a call he didn't like, he would like bring up one of their mistress's names while he's sitting in the box to the umpire. Is that um, how you are so successful in wiffle ball? Hey, I don't know nothing about nothing. I'm just a child of God here, you know? Yeah. Man um, of the community. Lenny Dykstra often tweets how long it's been since his last arrest, which is, I think is pretty funny. <laughs> Guy's a legend. He you is know, a legend. Nails. Um, do you own Yankee jerseys? If so, who do you have? Yes, I have a home DJ LeMahieu jersey that my beautiful girlfriend got me. Uh, it's actually the only Yankee jersey that I have because – I've never wanted to get those Fugazi jerseys that have the last name on the back of them. Any person that buys those, I just, I, I can't, I don't understand why. Um, not fans, not real ball players. Um, but that being said, with the jerseys without the last names are like a billion dollars, but, uh, girlfriend came through one of my birthdays and got that for me. So DJ LeMahieu home jersey, only Yankee jersey I got. So does it have LeMahieu's last name on it? Absolutely not. Oh, a real gosh. fan. Yeah, I just just wanted to make sure sometimes when I break people's balls, if they have last names on the back of Yankees jerseys, a lot of times, well, my grandmother got it for me. My girlfriend got it for me. My mom got it for me. And it's just like, oh, you know, as long as she's not dead. She'd never do that. Yeah. Yeah. Where's the receipt? Return it. Yeah. Um, There's (laughs) there's nothing worse than a Yankees fan with a Jeter jersey with the last name on the back. Yeah, it's it's embarrassing. Truly embarrassing. And as a trade that de- last question, because uh, again, longest minute with ball. As the trade deadline approaches, um, who do you want the Yankees to get? Uh, I want the Yankees to get a bag of popcorn for Joey Gallo. If I have to see him pinch hit for IKF, who's got two hits already in the game, a 13 game hitting streak in the eighth inning with a guy on and two outs, I'm going to throw my head into a brick wall. So if the Yankees can get a bag of popcorn in exchange <laughs> for Joey Gallo, I think that would be a deal everybody would be winning in. Hey, and I have a good idea. Maybe we can get Joey Gallo to meet you on the on the George Washington Bridge, and you guys can sort this out. Hey, uh, I <laughs> I don't know. If the guy agrees to pay my tolls for for life, the guy can definitely do that. Uh, then I don't even know what I'm saying. I, Joey Gallo just needs to hit the ball. I don't understand. Guys paid multi millions of dollars. His one occupation in his life is to be a baseball player, right? It's to hit the baseball. So if that's your only purpose in life, that's what you're being paid to do. How do you not do it? All day, you should be hitting off a tee nonstop all day, having someone throw pitches to him. Hit the ball. Well, unfortunately, if you or I sucked as much as we did at our jobs as he does his, we've been, we would have been fired and we don't get paid. His money's already guaranteed. So at this point, he doesn't have to do a goddamn thing. All he has to do is wake up every morning. Yeah, I just, I don't. I don't understand. I know, granted, they're playing. He's playing the best pitchers in the world, but he himself is one of the best players in the world. That's why he's in the league. Hit yeah. the ball. Put the ball in play. They like striking out. It, it, you can't strike out. I kind of was excited last night as we record this podcast. Um, just two hours before first pitch of Game Two of the Subway Series here on Wednesday, the twenty seventh of July, the Mets beat the Yankees last night. Um, and I was pretty excited when the Yankees pitch hit Gallo, and I was very excited. How could you not? When our manager, who, you know, it's so nice to have a competent manager managing your baseball team, um, brought in Diaz for four-out save, and it was almost a guarantee um, that Diaz would strike out Gallo there. Yes, I would say it was absolutely a guarantee. There's not a shadow of doubt in anyone's mind that knows baseball that night yesterday that Joey Gallo was going to strike out. I'm mad I didn't live bet Joey Gallo to strike out and put my life savings on it yesterday. That That's really where I went wrong, but, you know, you live and you learn. 
you live and you learn. All right, Jordan. Well, uh, once again, thank you for joining us. Thank you to the listeners. Um, again, appreciate the feedback we've been getting. We'll welcome all feedback, positive and negative. Um, I wish you no traffic on Saturday going over that George Washington Bridge. If you do have traffic, um, I do feel bad for your opponents, which hopefully isn't me. And hopefully maybe by Saturday or at least next Tuesday, you do have a, a fresh bag of, of peanuts or popcorn and no longer Joey Gallo. I agree. I agree. All right. Well, that's it. That does it for the seventh episode of the Summer Jordan podcast. Um, we are going to try to do some special interviews on Saturday for next week's episode. Um, Jordan hasn't really agreed to that yet. I just told him about it. We'll talk Saturday. And thank you for the listeners. And good luck, everybody.